and welcome to another episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. This time it's Supergirl Season 2, Episode 11, The Martian Chronicles. Oh, <laughs> clever. Um, the Martian Chronicles is a seminal work of science fiction by Ray Bradbury. It's a collection of a bunch of uh, stories, some connected, some unconnected, that he wrote about Mars and what life would be like amongst the Martians and on Mars. And there's a bunch of Really good sci-fi in there. It's um, Some of it's horrifying, some of it's tragic, some of it's humorous. Um, recommend. Strong recommend on that one. Anyway, uh, the Supergirl... Uh, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna be quiet. I'm just gonna pause for minutes. No. Uh, the Supergirl episode, Martian Chronicles, deals, as you might think, with Jean Jones and McGann Moore's and how they're dealing with the White Martian incursion that was promised uh, a couple of episodes ago, I think, when McGann said that her people are coming for her. Uh, so we start off with Supergirl in the bar, awkwardly talking to Monel and rejecting him, like, more. Like, she, she feels the need to explain to him that she's rejecting him because of the way he is. And it's really awkward, and it's really terrible, and, um... It's the kind of thing you'd expect to see from somebody who has not had much experience in dating. Uh, there are ways to reject people. Um, uh, some of them are, are, are actually better than others. Um, like, they're, I mean, saying, I'm not interested. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I understand the way you feel. I'm just not interested in you in the same way. It's like, that's, that's it. That's all you need to say. You don't need to go on about, well... I'm not interested in you because you're you, because of the way you are, and the things that you do, and the person that you've become. You know, that's like, uh, that's actually not from personal experience, but it's seriously, that's like, oof, ugh. Anyway, so then, Supergirl has another problem, because she's about to celebrate her 13th Earth birthday, which is the anniversary of her crash landing on Earth, but Alex has plans with Maggie to go to a bare-naked ladies concert. And Supergirl has some feelings about this. But while that's happening, McGann takes out the trash and confronts a man in the alley who turns out to be Jean Jones, who has been stalking her since she let slip about the, the Martians coming. Uh, he's apparently been a, a, a man on a bus and a small boy in a park, and now he's a homeless gentleman behind the, the bar, and he's trying to keep her safe. And uh, a white Martian, as soon as she says, they're coming, they're not here, we hear a sound and a white Martian shows up and really just begins to clown the two of them. Like, there's, it's not that they don't get any good licks in, they do, but like, the strength of a white Martian is undefined and it's very strong and it's apparently stronger than a green Martian and another white Martian. Um, and then Supergirl comes out, and she zaps him, uh, it is a him, with her heat vision, uh, in a way that I would think would, uh, kill a person, because those are eye lasers that go through things, but apparently not through the skin of a white Martian, as this white Martian jumps away, only to be caught at the apex of his jump by Supergirl, who slams him into a building, and then he throws her into a structure on that building, and then he Batman's out of the way, because that's what everybody does on all of these shows, is they Batman out of the way, uh, when they want to, when they want to 
leave the scene of something. They're instantly not there. It's incredible. So uh, they're back at the DEO talking about this. Well, John gives a little speech to Megan first about, hey, no, it's like safer. It's safer numbers. We should you know, protect you. And she's like, no, this is my problem and I'll fix it and solve it and stuff. And then there's a scene in the bar where the white Martian who attacked her comes up to her. And it turns out it's her husband, really, I guess her ex-husband. They did not have a good relationship on Mars even before she like tried to stop the genocide of the Green Martians. Um, but he threatens her in the bar. He doesn't attack her in the bar for, I don't know, reasons. And I don't, I don't know why, because, like, given the way white Martians are sort of portrayed on this show, I, I'm assuming he, no matter who's in the bar, he could just clown them, unless there were, like, a couple of Kryptonians. I, I don't know. It's really... Yeah, the, the, the uh, <clears throat> power suite they've given the white Martians and the... the uh, the level of those powers are very high. Like, he's got all of the stuff that Jean has, except for apparently flight, but he makes up for that by being stronger than Supergirl? I don't know. It's it's hard to say. So anyway, um, after McGann has this conversation, we cut back to the DEO. They're having a conference about what to do about the White Martians. They can't track him. Wynn tried before. He's trying some other stuff. Uh, and then Jean walks in with McGann, and she's like, you know, I, I reconsidered, and I'm glad I came. And then McGann walks in, and she's like, John, I, I reconsidered, I'm glad I, you know, it's like that kind of thing. And then they're like, oh, one McGann, two McGanns, oh. <clears throat> and um, one of the McGanns uh, turns into a white Martian, and everybody starts attacking the white Martian. And, and this time, Jean is holding his own. Uh, beaten up on them and smashing into the ubiquitous screens. There are always TV screens or monitors or something, uh, and there's sparks of electricity flying, and for some reason this affects the whole power system, and the power starts to go down, and then uh, when um, hits something, like goes to his computer and taps a few things, and apparently that's how you turn the power back on because it's connected to the computer system. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> then everybody's standing around, and there's a bunch of really tense, like, again, sort of like John Carpenter's The Thing, where it's like, ooh, we've got somebody in here is a white Martian, but we don't know who, we don't know how to tell them. And I was like, well, why don't you just take their blood and put an electrified wire into it and see if that works? Uh, <clears throat> they try to get John to scan. He's like, no, there's too much psychic interference. And then there's like, there's one way we can tell if someone's a white Martian. Well, how is that? And I, I should say before this, there's a bunch of like, one of the agents looks at Vasquez and pulls a gun on her. And then Vasquez pulls a gun on hand and everybody pulls a gun on everybody. And it's like a Tarantino film in there. And it keeps happening until Jean says there is one way to figure out who's a white Martian. And then they, they go to a science room where there's some science and there's a, a Bunsen burner and they turn on the Bunsen burner, and apparently if you get your hand too close to the Bunsen burner, and you're a Martian, and you're not in your natural form, the fire reveals your natural form. And Jean is, of course, scared of fire. We haven't talked about that. I mean, okay. Admittedly, Martian Manhunter has a ton of powers, and is, you know, again, like, very strong in all of them, but he his weakness is fire, so that's okay. And it, with a weakness like that, it seems like Mon-El should have more powers than he does, uh, as his weakness is something he's going to be facing if he goes out crime-fighting at all, but, um, you know, so Jean's weakness is fire, and they're all going around, uh, 
showing who they are until they get to win, and then Win reveals that he is the White Martian. Now I have to stop here, and I have to go back to the fight, because Win was there at the fight, and the White Martian who came in, like, uh, all right, I, I have to skip ahead a little bit. I have to stop and skip ahead. We learn that both Wynn and Alex are White Martians. There are two White Martians in the building, which reminds me of a, a shaggy dog joke that I'm not going to tell you, but if you want to know what it is, look up Red Rory of the Glen, uh, and maybe you will enjoy yourselves and maybe you will not, but that's what this joke, that's what the two White Martians remind me of. Now, the problem is that both Wynn and Alex are there for the fight scene. So... Either, and the problem with this is when they find Wynn and Alex, they are both webbed up in some sort of organic, weird, like, grotesque alien-type web, which apparently the White Martians can produce somehow. I don't know if they produce it themselves or if they have a gadget that does it, uh, but they can produce it somehow. The problem is the White Martian in the fight did not have time to knock out a person drag them somewhere, web them up, and come back before the lights went on. I'm just saying. So that is that is an issue that I have with this episode of the show. Uh, one of the other issues I have, well, we'll talk about that in a minute when we start talking about Supergirl fights. Uh, we're not talking about that yet. So they, once, when the Win White Martian escapes, they're going to split into teams and they're going to go look for him. And one is Jean and McGann, and another one is Kara and Alex. And there are presumably other teams, we just don't care about them, because they don't have anybody with superpowers or main characters, so there's that. Alright, so both teams, as you might expect, have some heartfelt conversations. And the one between Car and Alex is like, Kara's like, uh, you know what, it hurt my feelings, because since I've been here on Earth, you've been there the whole time, and now that you're spending time with Maggie, you're not spending as much time with me, and I don't know what to do with that, and I'm trying to, I'm getting over it, but it's it's weird for me, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Because as you recall, uh, Kara doesn't have other friends who are not work friends, or dudes, or both, and all of her dude friends have had crushes on her, which, uh, and two of those dude friends, Jimmy and Monel, have had those crushes reciprocated to an extent by Kara, only you know, she's managed to shoot them down both times. So you can understand that with Alex not around as much, she doesn't have a whole lot of people that she can talk to, just, you know, talk to, rather than being like some sort of world-ending emergency. Like, Jean Jones is pretty cool, uh, but he and Kara don't really have a relationship where they, you know, share, where they share and talk about feelings that don't have to do immediately with the other one or with the mission they were just on. Jean McGann, as you might expect, Jean basically has a hard time admitting this, but he feels for McGann something he has not felt since his wife died. Uh, so there's a little, there's a little Romeo and Juliet thing happening, sort of. Um, but by the, oh, I forgot to tell you, oh, 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 oh. Uh, the reactor that powers the building, right? The DEO has some sort of reactor presumably nuclear, that provides the power for the building they're in, has been set to explode, 
uh, and it will take another 10 city blocks with it. So that's what the teams are trying to stop. They're trying to find Wynn and the White Martian so Wynn can undo what White Martian Wynn did. Because when White Martian copied, White Martian Wynn copied Wynn, White Martian Wynn gained all of Human Wynn's skills and was able to screw up everything. So they need, they need a hacker to, to fix things. And of course, as they're on another Earth, neither Felicity nor Cisco are available. Anyway, uh, so they're trying to find the reactor. They're trying to find Wynn. They're trying to shut this down. Uh, McGann and Jean find Wynn and Alex. They tell Supergirl that Alex is secretly a Martian. Supergirl turns around and in the dumbest thing I've ever seen says, Alex, and Alex goes, oh, you're so dumb. And Supergirl doesn't immediately blast her with heat vision or punch her or something. My problem with the way they use Supergirl on this show is that she is not using super speed nearly enough. Super speed and super strength, especially at the level at which Kryptonians have it, should be enough to put most assailants on their asses in, like, half a second, almost literally half a second, but she's not using super speed, and the White Martians are super strong, so, you know, it's like they punch her and she flies back a few feet, and it's like, well, I mean, dang, all right. So, like I said, White Martians' power limitations not really, not really given to us by the show. We just know that they're really, you know, they're strong enough to fight Supergirl for several minutes because someone's not using her super speed. So they fight, 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 fight. Uh, they're in the reactor room. Supergirl's about to blast the White Martian with heat vision. White Martian is like, maybe you should use that in an unstable nuclear reactor room. Supergirl's like, no, all right, evil White Martian, you have a point. So they're fighting, and Jean is trying to get Wind to where he's supposed to go, which is the reactor room, because Wind says he can't fix it remotely. Wind is still a little drugged out from being knocked out by the White Martian. Uh, but they get him to the reactor room and he's like, all right, now I have to deal with this super fight that's happening. And he sneaks by Kara and the White Martian and he starts doing his thing. But before he does that, uh, McGann's ex-husband charges out of nowhere and like tackles Jean and Jean is fighting him and McGann is fighting him, but in the form of a green Martian, because at one point the White Martian says, look at you in that form, you're a monster. And McGann says, no, we're the monsters. This form is beautiful. And then they proceed to fight him. Um, and I should say that in both fights, uh, there's a lot of, they're slamming each other into things. And every time they slam each other into things, some sparks fly or some steam comes out. And I'm like, it, it seems like by the time Wayne gets to the reactor, something vital is going to be, you know, broken. But that's not what happened. Uh, that happens. There's just a lot of sparks and steam. All right. So the climactic fight with uh, the... Uh, McGann's ex-husband, uh, he's gonna choke Jean or snap Jean's neck, and then McGann, still in her green Martian form, picks up a piece of broken pipe for somewhere and jams it, like, through his neck, killing her ex-husband. So that's how that fight ends. The other fight ends, Supergirl just plain knocks this white Martian out, Wynn fixes everything, there's 12 seconds left to go, everybody's congratulating themselves, Supergirl's white Martian stands up, only to be felled by one blast from Alex's new gun, which apparently she really likes, and works a like a, very much the way that the guns that um, Damien and uh, Malcolm are using in Legends of Tomorrow, only her blast is blue and their blasts are, of course, red. So now it's time for the wrap-up, and what do we get? We get McGann deciding that... Oh, well, hang on. We get 
win and Supergirl talking and she's like, congratulations, you did really good. And he's like, you did really good too. And he's like, I'm going to go talk to James now to see if he needs me unless you disapprove. And Supergirl's like, just be safe, right? Because she's worried about her friends and she's come to accept that other vigilantes can coexist even if they are her close personal friends. Then we see McGann and Jean and McGann's uh, Jean's like, I, what I said was inappropriate. McGann's like, no, I feel that too. But I have to go back to Mars and free all the right Martians that think like me and are not complete, you know, uh, fascist murderers. And Jean's like, no, they'll kill you as soon as you step off your ship. And she's like, they might. But if I don't do this, how will we ever know if anybody out there is like me? So I honestly questioned the entirety of the McGann Moore's story arc. <sighs> Let's make... Let's get her and John together only to rip them apart. Let's, you know, let's provide John with a friend whom he didn't realize he could have. Let's have him overcome his, like, justifiable bigotry. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, but there's a reason that he doesn't like white Martians, and it's because, you know, they were like Martian Nazis. Um, So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what her what the point of her was on this show, or if they just figured out that they couldn't afford to pay that actress, or if maybe she's going to come back at some point. I don't know. I just, I was sort of disappointed in the way that wrapped up. So she beams up to another Mars and Jean is left to contemplate the feelings, the reciprocated feelings that he had for a white Martian. And then we go back to Kara's place and she's sitting there watching some old movie, which I didn't recognize. And then her sister comes in with a cupcake and a candle. And she's like, you know, I'm I'm sorry I was going to go to the Bare Naked Ladies concert. And, you know, Maggie understands, of course, that deadly aliens attacked, so that's okay. And then she's like, did you have a conversation with that white Martian? Because I vaguely remember something. Because if a white Martian copies you, they establish a telepathic link. And it was strong enough to bleed back into Alex. So Alex remembers what Kara said. And she says, look... I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here for you. I'm still your sister, which is nice. And then she says, but hey, maybe you made such elaborate plans because one part of your life is confusing you. It was easier to focus on this than on that. And it was easier to focus on your 13th anniversary of coming to Earth than it was for you to focus on how you feel about Monel. And Kara's like, yeah, you're right. It's complicated and privately resolves to talk to Monel tomorrow. Tomorrow, she is going to Cat Coat work, and it's lunchtime. I guess she's not going to work. I guess she's coming back from lunch. I don't know. It's not explained. When she sees none other than Monel and Miss Tessmacher headed out to lunch. And of course, it is a date, and Kara's like, well, you moved, you moved on pretty quickly there, sport, which is a thing she does not have a right to say as she had, well, sorry. Let me say, let me roll back on that. She has a right to feel however she wants. She has a right to say what she wants. But it's a ridiculous thing for her to say, considering that she was the one who went up to Monel and said, I'm not interested because you're you. And for her now to be like, wow, you moved on from me really quickly after you told him he wasn't good enough, or at least implied that, it's a little... Yeah, I mean, of course, it's just, it's the way the show works. It's the way the show's going. And it's not something that wouldn't happen in real life, but as we all know, uh, I hate will-they-won't-they's. 
and the way Kara approached it uh, when after Monel said I like you really strongly at least told him that it was going to be no um much like a song uh from that that is performed by the Double Clicks as well as a local DC group the Misbehaving Maidens uh it's a it's a really cute song uh, in which the singer compares the relationship of the person she's singing to or her relationship with the person she's singing to to a bunch of sci-fi relationships that are will they won't they and but then the end is and with us you know the answer is we won't which seems to be what Kara has said to Monel. And now, of course, she's reconsidering because she had feelings that she didn't want to get into at the time. And now that she wants to get into them, of course, it's too late because that's the way it works. Of course, Monel has moved on after half a day. Um, anyway, I, I think I'm complaining about both sides of this, and that's fine. I because I hate the way they write these things. I really, honestly do. It it's boring. It's been done. Figure out something else to do have someone with a healthy relationship, just trust me on this. Give it a shot. Okay, so that is the end of this episode of Arrow, Chapter, and Verse. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having a good day, and I will see you next time.